Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Well, Bobby, this week we're at the Astor Hotel. This is, this is a pretty iconic Milwaukee hotel right on the edge of downtown and the east side. It goes back to 1920, Bobby, and a lot of history inside this building. It's a beautiful east side, really a landmark building. Yeah, it really is. It was one of the one of the hotels built by uh, the sort of upper Midwest Wisconsin hotel magnate, uh, Walter Schrader. Okay. He built some other hotels here, including the Hotel Wisconsin on 3rd Street. Ah, the, yes. The eponymous uh, Schrader Hotel, which is now the Hilton downtown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then he built hotels in Fond du Lac, Madison, Green Bay, Wausau. He had one in Duluth, Minnesota. Okay, so uh, he was a pretty big deal. Yeah. He, he earned yeah. the title of uh, Hotelier, right? He did. Hotelier, right. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so he hired a, a local guy, Martin Tolgren, who has designed tons of buildings around town um, and who actually lived in the neighborhood there uh, to design this hotel, which was built in stages. So 1920, and I mean, we as as we said, I mean, Schrader was a pretty big name in, in Wisconsin, and this this was really a luxury, a high end hotel, and you can tell, of course, uh, from the present day, it still it still maintains that character. But this was really a a high end place and a destination, um, not just for travelers but for residents in the neighborhood because it offered a bunch of different things and a bunch of cool things for for the neighborhood. Yeah, it was interesting because it like a lot of hotels, it had a barbershop in it. It had a, a restaurant. It had um, a drugstore and it had a car dealership. <laughs> so, wow. it, Oh, and also it had a business selling oriental rugs. So, you know, you see these hotels like this and they have the lobby with all these different little spaces um, that face the street and a lot it's because there was a lot of this sort of retail stuff going on in hotel lobbies. So they served, I mean, those, those businesses were useful often to the people who stayed at the hotels but also useful to the people who lived in the neighborhood. Well, one thing that really stuck out when I was reading the article, Bobby, is that Schrader, who we talked about, who built the hotel, um, may just live on in some capacity. <laughs> in fact, uh, the the uh, legendary podcast This American Life looked into did, did a whole story about the hauntings of the Schrader guy. Yeah, yeah. So he apparently, I mean, there are stories of him um, haunting, I guess. Most, if not all, of his properties, um, and he See, actually was, lived I, at the yeah, Astor for a little while. So, okay. so it's it's possible he's still hanging around there somewhere. I didn't know that they get to haunt multiple locations. That's, that's well, I guess me. I guess when you're a ghost, you can just you can be every, <laughs> everywhere, and you can move you can move pretty easily around. I think. Yeah, forget right? the forget haunting one hotel. Might as well haunt them all, right? That's small potatoes. One hotel. <laughs> if you're gonna haunt, you go big. Well, coming up in the second part of our conversation, we're going to talk about an employee that you met there when you were on your tour, an employee of more than 40 years who had been working at the Astor Hotel. Talk a little bit more about um, about about the hotel itself and how it's being used today and how it used to be used and much more from the inside of the Astor Hotel next on Urban Spelunking. We all know April showers bring May flowers, but vehicle donations bring more hours of your favorite programs. We accept used cars, trucks, and even RV donations running or not. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars to schedule your donation. Help Radio Milwaukee grow and we'll help you get your garden started. Donate any amount this month at RadioMilwaukee.org slash donate and you'll be entered to win a rain barrel from MMSD and a $50 Plantland gift card. 
All right. And we're back on Urban Spelunking at the Astor Hotel. This is right on the east side. And as you were you were mentioning in the first half, Bobby, I mean, this was a this was a, a, a fancy place. I mean, you would go there for to buy a Rolls Royce, right? They had this this luxury car dealership in there. Yeah, when you go in the um, ballroom, you'll notice there's some really big doors that lead out to the parking lot, and that's because there used to be a car dealership in there. And I guess uh, before the Depression, they'd been selling Rolls Royces and um, Duesenbergs and Lincolns. Wow. Um, then when the Depression hit, it it apparently stayed open, but it was selling um, Studebakers, Dodges, and, uh, and Fords. So, so there was a little a- adjustment to the inventory <laughs> at the, uh, the Astor car dealership. Yeah, but it's beautiful inside. I mean, you can tell that it was a luxurious place. I mean, there's a stunning, um, right outside the ballroom, a stunning sort of domed stained glass ceiling. Um, lots of really just beautiful detail work everywhere throughout the building. Uh, the doors to the rooms are sort of these curved, um, they look almost like mahogany doors and that you could open from the inside or the outside, um, this mi- middle section of it so that you had a, uh, clothing that needed to be cleaned you could open it from the inside hang up your uh clothes in there and shut it and then a porter could come by and open just that you know not open the whole door but just open that compartment and take out your clothes take it to the dry cleaner i had to like think through how that would work and that is uh that's so cool so it's like a little there's like a door door. within the door yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's like a compartment in the door yeah and then there were like little um little pass-throughs where you could uh set your shoes as well so they could you could have your shoes polished or repaired it's really a, a luxury place so I was surprised reading your story, Bobby, that that of the units when this opened back in 1920 and, and uh, in its early kind of iteration as it was added onto, uh, it was always kind of geared towards the longer term resident more so than a hotel. I always kind of had that the other way around in my brain. Yeah, I was really surprised by that too. Um, I thought that it would have been mostly transient with a few people who would stay for a long time. Um, but it turns out it had when it was built, it had 115 apartments and only 25 guest rooms. So really, it's much like it is today, as you say, in that most people live in the Aster as apartments. Um, and there are some rooms that they rent as hotel rooms to transient guests. So it's it's interesting. I, I never would have thought that either. I always thought it was a, a transient hotel that had sort of become more of a residential hotel. So was this like a common thing that people would live in hotels in a longer term residency? I feel like I you see that in shows like Mad Men and uh, you know like movies from from the era that talk about people. Well, where are you staying? Well, I'm, I'm staying in the hotel long term. Was that was that was that a thing? I always think of it as more of a thing that like single people or like um, widows and widowers we would do. Do you know what I mean? Because then you wouldn't have the cost of maintaining a house like a big house when you're just living alone, sort of thing. But um, it sounds like from talking to some people that there were families, that there were like people with children um, occasionally living in some of these places too. So, um, which makes more sense that there are apartments, you know what I mean? Um, you couldn't really live very long <laughs> with multiple people in a hotel room sized uh, space. But if you were living in the apartment, did you get access then? So you could get the dry cleaning services and you got the cool door that you could hang your shirt in? Or was that only oh, the yeah. hotel? Okay. Yeah, no, okay. those, no, those are on the apartment doors too. So yeah, it was. Um, it, you obviously were somebody who uh, valued that kind of service. So in your tour, you got to meet this gentleman that has, that has been working there and still works there for four decades. What was it like running into this, this, uh, this guy in the tour? 
He's pretty funny. He's kind of a, he's kind of got some dry humor. Uh, <laughs> you really, I kind of had to pry information out of him, but he had a lot of quick jokes, oh, I bet. <laughs> which, I th- yeah. which I thought was funny because he told me that, you know, he started out uh, 45 years ago working in housekeeping, cleaning the lobby um, and doing that kind of stuff. Uh, but since then, he now he sorts the mail, but he also drives their shuttle, you know, that takes people probably to the airport and, mm-hmm. and to places they need to go. So he seems like the perfect shuttle driver, though. You know, like he's he probably and it, really a guy who works in a hotel. He really needs to just be sort of on for like 30 seconds, right? Because you're not going to spend a long time with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so he seemed perfect for that because he like he obviously knows the place inside out. Yeah, I was gonna say if you if you worked your way through every job, I mean, who 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 knows that building better maybe than than right, right? You know? And then he's always ready with that quick joke. <laughs> right. he, he can, you know, he's gonna run into you for like a minute, and he's gonna tell you what you need to know if you ask him a question, and then he's gonna just like knock it home with the with the joke. He just he seemed he just seemed like a perfect hotel employee. He made a, enough of an impression on you when you were on your tour that uh, you got this really great portrait of him too in the piece. Um, and well, this is Bob we're talking about. Yeah. It's Bob stick on. Yep. Yep. I think anybody who does their job and is sm- for 45 years and still seems to be smiling about it deserves to be talked about. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'd imagine all the history that he's seen in, in those 45 years at, at the Aster, but I mean, the hotel is much, much older than that. As you mentioned, it always had this longer term resident, position in its business model but now what's going on there now is it all apartments no it's still the same it's it's mostly apartments but there are um some hotel rooms that people rent and at the moment that business is pretty their apartments are are rented almost entirely um but their hotel rooms like you know as has been the case for the last year have been mostly vacant because there's been no festivals for people to come to they get a lot of people who uh come to do business downtown like business travelers, they haven't had those people. So it's that that side of the business had been much slower lately. Um, but it was interesting too that Bob said um, that he felt like the clientele, the residents at the hotel have gotten younger. Oh, interesting. Which I, which I thought was interesting because um, he said that there's a lot more people who work downtown and like they live sure. there so that they can walk to work and that sort of thing. Um so yeah, I thought that was surprising. It's, it sounded like it boded well for the future. You know, it wasn't. It's not a place full of older folks. It's a place full of younger folks who see it, the value in this uh, beautiful place and its in its history and its location. And I think that's says good things for the future. Well, a Milwaukee landmark, a Milwaukee classic. Um, talking about Bob, of course, and and the hotel too, yeah. <laughs> and the hotel, right? Oh, but uh, great to visit the Astor Hotel on this episode of Urban Spelunking. And you can definitely find much more on Bobby's complete stories. Some some excellent photos, as always. And I gotta gotta shout out that that nice uh, portrait of Bob in your piece too. It looks great. That was awesome, wasn't it? Well, podcasts here on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted Sonic Inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from your membership and from On Milwaukee. You can subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening right now. There's probably a subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you could, just take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It really helps us out a ton. We want to know what you think of the podcast, so let us know. And of course, you can find more episodes and more links to Bobby's stories. You're really only getting about a third of the story if you're not reading Bobby's complete pieces. So 
find them. And, I don't, and I don't give I don't give us the the best part. I save the best part for. That's right. He's, he, there's always something, there's always something in the in the I'm piece. Not... <laughs> <laughs> so go check it out at radiomilwaukee.org/podcast. Bobby, talk to you next week. Thanks, Nate. Talk to you then.